Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Today is Friday, October 4th, 2019, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are in Chapter 5, How It Works, on page 59. We will be reading and commenting on the first paragraph, which begins with half measures availed us nothing and ends with complete abandon. Today's readers are Tenzin P, Kelly S, Pam M, Janice P M, and Barbara E. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Thursday, October 3rd, 2019 are 13,475 for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. That's 1, 3, 4, 7, 5, and 13,477 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. That's 1, 3, 4, 7, 7. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P to read the OA 12 steps. Good morning, uh, everyone. Tenzin P checking in from uh, New York City. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, 
humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except one should do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin P. I will now ask Kelly S. to read the OA-12 Traditions. Hi, I'm Kelly S. from Georgia, the Compulsive Overeater. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly S. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. 
this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press one, star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book in chapter five, how it works on page 59. We will be reading and commenting on the first paragraph, which begins with half measures availed us nothing and ends with complete abandon. I will now ask Pam M. to go ahead and read that for us. Blessed morning, visionaries. This is Pam M. in upstate New York. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. So um, half measures avail me nothing. Uh, We hear on the line all the time that faith and fear cannot exist together. But I am a very flawed human being and this disease often has me by the throat. So, and you know, moment to moment, I can drop out of faith and into fear in an instant. And fear can often be my God. It's part of my disease. So this is why I'm so grateful for program and my fellows and my sponsors who taught me to use the gift of the 10-step spot check inventory. And I do a lot of them. Um, They remind me to find faith again and to find faith and kind and loving God that I don't have to be afraid of. So that turning point for me that Bill's speaking about is a moment-to-moment decision to live in faith or fear, whether or not my HP will, it's a decision whether or not my HP, I'm going to, a decision whether or not I'm going to believe that my higher power will carry me through this disease, through this day and my life. So it goes on, we asked for his care and protection with complete abandon. And I struggle a lot with staying in that complete abandon. So I'm often praying, God, I don't even know how to believe in you. Please show me the way. And I usually get the answer. I always get the answer. So I know the moments I am able to trust God with wild abandon. There is a sense of inner freedom and peace that I've never known before. My spiritual awakening is a slow moment-to-moment evolution and choice to open up to God. And the more I string those trustful, God-filled moments, the more loving, abundant, healthy, and easeful my life becomes. 
And with that, I pass. Namaste. Namaste, Pam. And thank you very much. So if you haven't shared on this meeting in the past couple of days and would like to share on the first paragraph on page 59 in the big book, please press star 1 to unmute and state your first name and last initial. Arlen G. Um, Larry K. Okay, wait one second. I got Harlan G, Larry K, and who was the other person? Rachel K. Was it Rachel K? Yes, thank you. And then was there Lynn a Sue F. B? Wait one second, Lynn. Was Nancy, there a did Sue? you get Nancy P? No, wait. Was there a Sue? No, I'm wrong. Okay, so Lynn S and Nancy P. Okay, was there someone else who I didn't hear who spoke up? Abby S. Abby S. Yes. Okay. Amy G. Who was that? Amy G. Amy G. Okay. I think we're going to stop there. I'll tell you who I wrote down. Harlan G., Larry K., Rachel K., Lynn S., Nancy P., Abby S., and Amy G. Harlan G., take it away. Thank you very much, Rebecca, and thank you to Team Friday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. When I look at these words, half measures availed us nothing, I'm reminded that this is not the first reference in this chapter so far to the idea of I'm either in recovery or I'm not. I liken recovery to a vending machine. A vending machine has products in it. Let's say they cost a dollar. If I put in 99 cents, I'm going to get nothing. I'm either doing the deal or I'm not. People tell me this all the time. They call me up and they say, I'm trying to work the steps. I'm trying to be abstinent. Mm, No, you're either doing it or you're not. I'm either doing it or I'm not. Master Yoda said, there is no try. There is either do or do not do. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. No vestige of myself must remain. There are homes in any area in America today and in a couple of hours, because it's only 4.15 in the morning here, but in a couple of hours, people are going to start getting ready for school, for work, and they're going to leave their homes. But it's very, very obvious with the furniture inside, with the dog barking inside, with the cat in the window, that someone lives here, that this is someone's home. And then there are still other homes where there are no evidences of life inside, no furniture, no pets, no nothing. Those homes are abandoned. Nobody is coming back to those homes. They are gone. They are empty. That is how my soul, that is how my life must look so that I can absolutely abandon myself to the God of my, of my understanding. Because the more I try to hang on to who I was, the more I will stay who I was. I am ready at this point. I am willing at this point. I am able at this point to abandon myself utterly to the care and protection of a power 
greater than myself. And how do I get to that conclusion? Through the inventory process that we're going to be engaging in, I am going to uncover, discover, and discard the things in my path that have been thwarting me, that have been killing me. No part of my life worked. The only thing my life did was drive me into the arms of a Kit Kat bar. And I don't want to live that way anymore. And if I don't want to live that way anymore, I can't think and act that way anymore. And I'm ready to abandon myself utterly for something new. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan G. Larry K. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for your service. Larry K. recovered this morning. Um, half measures availed us nothing. You know, when I first came into program, I got mostly abstinent. I will tell you, I was mostly dabbling in the steps. I was mostly coming to meetings. And we were sort of learning the instructions of how to be liberated from this disease. And all those half measures availed me nothing. If I do the work, I will get the result. I don't earn this by working harder than required. Or, or, or I don't earn this by trying to fulfill some erroneous desire to be perfect. Remember, this is an act of God's grace. This liberation is an act of God's grace. I am so glad that the God of my understanding is a God of grace and mercy rather than a punishing, zapping God looking to catch me doing something wrong. God, when I was willing to, willing to do the work, God caught me doing something right and supported me. If we're in the program of recovery, we are working the steps. This is a group of principles. I've heard her say it on the line. This is a group of principles. She reads it right from the big book. Spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life, can expel the obsession to eat and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. And the first three steps are the preparation for the change that's going to come about. And, you know, once we've completed the action steps in four through nine, and then we're going to have daily practices in steps 10 through 12 that will keep us in the recovered state. See, complete abandon is like walking up to the edge of the cliff. Can you imagine walking up to the edge of the cliff? And as I peer over the cliff, my heart begins to race with fear. And I'm hesitant to jump, clearly, because if I jump, I will surely die. See, I know it. I have a crystal ball that tells me precisely what will always happen. And then I jump. And I begin to soar. And it's not easy soaring. I'm new to, to, to the soaring business. But I begin to soar as I, and I gain confidence, the confidence that only this God of mercy and grace can give me. And all the while, I would step up to the edge of the cliff, and I, wouldn't, uh, and I would not jump. I would not jump. I'd walk back. I'd walk myself back. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. Rachel Kay. Hi, this is Rachel Kay, uh, compulsive overeater from uh, San Francisco. Uh, thank you so much, everybody who's doing service on this call to make it happen. Um, yeah, um, it's interesting. This um, this uh, short paragraph uh, appeals to me as, or it should appeal to me. You know, I am all about black and white, right? And people, 
you know, tell us, okay, we've got to live in the gray. We've got to live in the gray. Well, here is one place in my program where black and white thinking is what I need. <laughs> this is exactly what I need, right? This should be right up my alley. But it still scares the hell out of me. Um, you know, half measures availed us nothing. At this point, when I have to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand him, um, I got to, you know, be all in or all out, you know, and so many other things, you know, if I can't work out for an hour, if I work out for 15 minutes or half an hour, that's fine. That's better than nothing, right? Well, this, you know, this, it doesn't count. I have to get to the point where it's the, I don't care anymore point. I don't care what people think of me. I don't care you know, what I have to do. I, I don't care anymore. I want this. I want this recovery. I want this connection with God. You know, I want to be free of the hell, the hell of compulsive overeating, um, which, you know, is a hell like I never, I, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy and I never want to go back to. And it is an all or nothing thing. I've got to be, I've got to be all in or all out. And this is so true, as, as true for me today as it was uh, when I got abstinent, uh, you know, by the grace of God several years ago. Um, today, when I'm dealing with character defects, um, a, lot of, a lot of pride, a lot of fear, um, I either have to say, okay, that's it. I don't care anymore. Um, I don't care, you know, how it looks. Or, you know, what people at my job, you know, are critical of me or if I even lose my job or whatever, I, I am turning this completely over to my higher power and living um, with honesty and integrity. Uh, I don't care anymore. That's it. 100% I'm in. Um, and it's important for me to read this and to remember this in my daily life as it was, you know, before even taking step one. Um, because when I finally did surrender and hit my bottom, that was the point I was at. It was the, I can't remember in the literature where it says this, but I don't care if I have to sit on a fire plug and announce it to the world or whatever. That's it. You know, humility, humiliation, whatever it takes. I want recovery. So anyway, thank you. Uh, that's all I got and I'll pass. Thank you, Rachel Kay. Lynn S. Good morning. This is Lynn S., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. This line, these two lines speak to me so much. We stood at the turning point. And to me, what that means is here I am again. I'm resentful. I'm angry. I'm scared. I'm upset. I'm irritated. I'm confused. I'm going to go one way where I've always gone before, or I'm now at the turning point. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to turn from that and turn where? Turn to God. But then what do I ask for? Do I ask for the answer to my problem? Do I ask for the, oh, God, please help me? Or do I, you know, that please help me, help me, help me, which which never works because I'm like running with scissors, you know, that, that one doesn't work. But it says so clearly here, we don't ask for the answer. We don't ask, you know, for the, that burning bush, sort of the question. I've got this question. I need to know. 
All we ask for is his protection and care with complete abandon, which isn't please do it my way or give me what I want or anything. It's just his care and protection with complete abandon. That's new for me. I was always praying for the answer. I was always asking, and I remember one of my favorite prayers, oh, God, if you love me, please don't let me gain weight over this. Or, oh, God, if you love me, please just, you know, do this for me. Or, God, if you love me, and you know, I'll, I'll never do this again, but just get me out of this jam. That's not what I want anymore. I want to be able to stop. I want to be able to rest. I just want his care and protection. Because all along, I was always looking for somebody to save me. Now I've got somebody to save me. It's God. And when I stop, and when I ask for his protection and care with complete abandon, because I love that. My sponsor always points out to me, it's period, full stop. Then the next paragraph comes. Once I'm centered, once I'm held in God's loving care and protection, then I can take the next step. With that, I pass. Thank you. Lynn S., I'm sorry about the distraction. Thank you so much. Somebody is unmuted. Could you check your line? Maybe you forgot to mute after you opened your mic. Um, Nancy, I still hear the noise. Nancy P., please go ahead. Hi, hi, this is, excuse me, this is Nancy P., can you hear me? Well, I do hear you, Nancy P. I hope you, we can all hear you clearly. Thank you. Give oh, it a try. Okay. Okay. Thanks for letting me share. Yeah. So, half measures of ill, that's not Now we don't hear you, Nancy P. Are you there? Nancy, we lost you. Nancy P, star one to unmute. Can you hear me now? Nancy, is that you? Nancy? Can you hear me now? Yes. Can you hear me now, Nancy P? Oh. Nancy, you want to hang up and dial back in, and we'll I'll put you at the end of this list. Okay, he's okay. done. Um, all right. So, anyways, are you, um, you're there, Nancy. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay, I hear you now. Okay. Um, so half measures availed us nothing. Half measures and the reading from a day or two ago that said that some of these we balked because for me. Those two statements sort of go hand in hand. I balked and I wanted half measures. So the shorthand of that is that basically, and I've said this before, what I was willing to do was eat and be thin at the same time. I just couldn't separate the two. That, you know, eating wasn't going to get me anything except despair. And being thin is the least of the rewards that I've gotten from, from, So what to happen was, you know, I had to throw all that out. I had to throw all of it out and say, I just don't know what to do. And the only 
thing that drove that was pain. I mean, I had pain in my life. Every, all of us have pain. All of us have pain. And all of our pain is equal. Nobody has greater pain than anybody else because all of it leads us to the refrigerator. So my pain was, you know, whatever it had to be for me to get my act together and, and surrender. And that's, that's what I had to do. That's the only place where I could even start to um, move in any direction at all. Before I surrendered, I was like a, um, a compass needle that was affected by a magnet. I was just spinning and spinning. And, you know, sometimes I'd go this way, sometimes I'd go that way. And I tried everything. And, um, you know, people say, oh, I have this reason or that reason or whatever it is. And, you know, today as a, as a sponsor, I'm pretty unsympathetic to any reasons other than, um, surrender. You know, I don't, nothing matters except surrender to me. And all the steps are about step one for me, because I spent decades trying to make my progress in this program something other than surrender. And nothing worked, even a little, nothing worked at all, nothing, zero, until I surrendered. But once I surrendered, I got better and I got better fast. And um, I think with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Nancy P. Abby S. Good morning, everybody. My name is Abby S. I'm calling from New York. Um, can you hear me okay? Yes. Yes, Abby S. I hear you. Okay, perfect, perfect. Hi. I just wanted to say hello. I um, I am standing at the turning point. I feel like I stand at the turning point every single day. Um, you know, which way do I want to turn? Do I want to turn towards my recovery? Do I want to turn towards the light? Do I want to turn towards, um, you know, these actions? And, um, and or do Abby? I want to turn my back? Yeah. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Are you on a speakerphone? I am. I thought I would be at my destination already, and I, I'm not. I'm so sorry. So it sounds like the, the phone might not uh, be great. I just wanted to say hello, and I'll pass. Oh, Thank you. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's just so noisy. I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it is. I thought I'd already be at my destination. Well, you know what? We Thank can you. hear you. We can hear you. You could finish what you wanted to say if I didn't. Okay. I just wanted to say. Uh, I just wanted to say that for today, I'm I'm turning towards. That's actually my big message for myself and, and for anyone else who, who may need to hear that. Thank you so much for your service. Oh, thank you, Abby. Yes. Okay. Take care. And keep okay. coming. Amy G. Good morning. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from Maryland. Thank you so much, everyone, for your service and an awesome meeting. Um, so we stood at the turning point. For me, what, what was my turning point? How was I to define that? It, and it talks about it in the big book in a couple places very clearly. So I'll let the big book talk. It says, you know, there comes a point in time where we can't imagine life with, with the food or without the food, with alcohol or without the alcohol. My turning point was I couldn't imagine life either way. I'd been in OA for almost five years. I tried it my way. I tried it using the program and the steps buffet style. I'll take a little of this, a little of that. That didn't work. I tried using my knowledge and my willpower, and that didn't work. I didn't know what else to do. I'd come to the end of myself. 
It talks about it on page 25, and it says here, if you're seriously alcoholic or compulsive overeater as we were, we believe there's no middle-of-the-road solution. We are in a position where life has become impossible, and we've passed into the region from which there was no, through which there was no return through human aid, and we had but two alternatives. One was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could, and the other was to accept spiritual help. For me, there was no middle of the road. It was one way or the other. I stood at that turning point. What was I going to do? You know, there was spiritual help being offered to me through this program in whom the problem had been solved and in the 12 steps. And what was I going to do? And, you know, I love looking up definitions. And it says when when I look up abandon, that one of the definitions is give up completely a course of action, a practice, a way of thinking, to give up completely. And that's what I had to do. I had to give up completely what I knew about my compulsive overeating, what I thought I knew about what I could do, and what I thought I knew about God. Because you all were standing in front of me recovering, saying there was a different way, but I had to be willing to abandon my old ideas, my balking, my half measures, because it was killing me. And I better have some sort of protection and care, because if I couldn't do it for myself, I needed a power greater than myself to do that. And you all were showing me the way. I had to but step forward in that abandon and say, show me how, because I don't know. Even with all that I knew and all that I had learned in my first five years, even with my surrender and admitting that I was powerless, I had to step forward in action. You know, this, the kit of spiritual tools are laid at my feet. I have to bend over and pick them up. I have to be able to say with complete abandon, I'm ready to take the action that you all are going to tell me to do because what I know, I have to abandon. And if not, I die of this disease. It was that black and white. That was my turning point. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. Um, we sh- we are sharing on the first paragraph at the top of page 59 in the big book, May You uh, Half Measures Availed Us Nothing. And if you haven't shared on this meeting in the past couple of days and would like to share, you could give me your name and first initial of your last name. This is Charles H. Katie G. from Boston. I just can't write that fast. So I got Charles H. Sherry S. from Massachusetts. Sharon K. from Toronto. Barbara Henson. Barbara. Sherry S. from Massachusetts. Sherry, I have you, but it might be F instead of S. It's Sherry. Sharon K. Wait, C-H-A, and I don't know what the rest of the name I was writing was after Barbara. Who's after? Somebody after Barbara that began with C-H-A. I don't know. Oh, dear. Sharon K. Sharon okay. K. Yeah, oh, last Sharon. Monday. No, I didn't take I didn't take any holidays. I, I usually somebody's, do, but... Somebody's talking about see. holidays needs to mute. Okay. This is who I have, Charles H., I'm sorry if I missed you, Katie G., Sherry, either S or F., Tenzin P., Barbara E., Aaron K. Let's see how that goes. Um, Charles H. 
Go ahead. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, you you got to know how to time this thing right. It takes years to complete this perfection. <laughs> I'm just joking. Anyway, thank you, um, Rebecca F. You are the real MVP. Um, so this is this is a traffic jam. You know, if, this meeting should always be like this on the 7 a.m. It should be lit. We should be lit up to to encourage and, and to share our experience, strength, and hope. So the turning point. This ain't Burger King. This ain't Have It Your Way. This this is still trying to tell us to set aside what we think we know. Even though, you know, some of us are super recovered, and I'm just joking, because we're not a glum. We're, we're we're not a glum lie. We have fun here. I'm happy. What Harlan always say, recovered happily. I don't want to come up in here and be like, yeah, I'm recovered, or I got to go to work. I'm happy. I'm joyous. I let people off the hook today. I'm happy, right? That's the turning point. My disease, as Leo would say, um, the big book is tightening the screws right now. We're still in step two. You know, I'm going to talk about this because this is very important. Being convinced when we get to page 60, most people ain't convinced. But when I get to page 63, after those 11 third step promises, it says, and after the, um, after or before, I ain't no scholar, but after or before, somewhere on page 63, it says, we are now at step three. So the, so Bill is still trying to encourage us to set aside what we think we know, right? And and with that, I pass. We've got a big lineup, but I want to hear what everybody got to say. Peace. Oh, thanks, Charles H. KDG. Hey, Rebecca. Good morning. This is KDG, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Boston. What are my half measures? I was listening to a, a recovered alcoholic, and he says that, we are asked as addicts very black and white questions and it takes us 10 minutes to answer. So are you abstinent? Well, no, 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 my friends. You're either abstinent or you're not. There's no such thing as a middle line. The problem is I'm a chronic dieter, right? And so I'm like, well, you know, I sort of maybe kind of, so what this is telling me is there's no such thing as sort of maybe kind of abstinent or not, step one or not. You know, people call me, they ask this big question, KDG, I sort of ate yesterday. I don't know what that is. I sort of ate yesterday. My sponsor says I don't have to go back to step one. That's fine. Awesome. Love your sponsor. You want that? That's fine. In my humble opinion, you're already at step one. So whether you take the step to go back to step one or you don't, I know it's getting off my back, but you know, as, as our teachers have already told us, like half measures, nothing, 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 nothing. You know, in OA, um, what other half measures? Uh, listening to this meeting only. Hey, I love you. I love you all, okay? But listening to this meeting only and not cracking the book and not having a sponsor and not doing the steps, I love you, but I, I never got anything out of that. This is a basic text and I have to take actions to follow it. Right? Or as a recovered woman, am, am I aware that I have a sort of, kind of, maybe little resentment? So nowhere in the book and find it for me. Does it say, hey, if you have sort of a disturbance today, you know what, you're fine. Just go. No, no. In fact, it gives us death threats, right? If we allow that to continue. Am I willing to make amends for everything? Am I willing to show up and say the hard, uh, some other hard lines? I was wrong. I regret my behavior. If you've never done that, stay tuned. It is a very, very humbling process. 
or I get 15 text long text messages that I can't even decipher telling me I'm so desperate. Please help me. Now, call me old-fashioned, but when I was in the food desperate, I was calling desperately and annoying all of you and saying, help me, tell me what to do. So this turning point, all it is is, is everything you're doing wrong? Is it not working? Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's find a way that works. And, you know, I need to set aside all my old ideas, which is anything from, you know, five minutes ago. Am I willing to take suggestions? Am I willing to work with a sponsor? Even though I'm recovered, guess what? I only have a daily reprieve contingent on what? The maintenance of my connection with God, which does not work if I do not do this full measure. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie G. Sherry, is it S or F? This is Sherry S. from Massachusetts. I am a compulsive overeater in recovery. Um, love this love this saying, half-measured availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Um, I'm on day four today. I am so grateful. Um, I've been on day four a million times before, and I've been grateful a million times before. Um, the turning point, and everybody's turning point is different. The turning point for me is what am I doing differently this time? There's a lot that I'm doing differently this time. Um, I do picture myself at like the end of the road, and the turning point is take a left to go to the food or take a right to go to God in recovery. And, you know, I'm standing there and I'm watching all the cars go by and I'm ready to kind of go out. I don't want to go to the food, but I don't want to have to work with a sponsor and do the steps. And so, you know, I was at that turning point for a couple of months. Now I'm at the turning point where I'm taking that right to go towards God in recovery. And that's the turning point that I have. I had another turning point in the middle of the night last night. I'm a night eater. I get up in the middle of the night and eat. Uh, last night, the night before, the night before, uh, woke up, didn't eat, asked God for help. Um, so, you know, not that I haven't asked God for help a million times before, but for me, it's all about my turning point. It's a different turning point for me now. Um, as for this compulsive overeater, the more I fall into relapse, the harder I have to climb out of the hole and the more work I have to do. But that's okay, you know. Um, and he, this is much better than being in the food. Um, so I'm so, so grateful, and I do love that, and I love to hear about everybody's turning point. Thank you. Pass. Sherry S. from Massachusetts. I am on the list, and I do take outreach calls. Sherry S. as in Sam? Correct. Got it. Thanks very much, Sherry, for sharing. And Tenzin P, it's your turn. Yes, um, good morning again, everyone. Uh, what a beautiful paragraph. And I so appreciate all the shares. So the context is uh, of this paragraph, we've just finished reading um, uh, the whole chapter to the agnostics, uh, which is 
bringing us uh, to come to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. So here, now we're approaching the third step, um, making a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of this God that we have come to understand or are coming to understand. So I like how um, talks about half measures at the beginning of this paragraph. Um, well, the first uh, visions meeting that I came on some time ago, uh, someone mentioned entire abstinence. And um, ooh, when I heard entire, it you know brought a little chill of recognition to my heart that 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 was what was missing. Now, this paragraph isn't only talking about food. It's talking about the context of my whole life. But uh, putting down the food is fundamental to that. But here we start to talk about the whole life because without changing everything, I'm not going to be able to stay abstinent and I'm not going to have the kind of rich life that I wish for. So um, the turning point. So here uh, in the dictionary, it says the place turning, the place where the road branches off. So I'm so grateful that my life has turned, but there's many turns I make every day, all day long. So what I'd like to say, I was thinking about persistence and patience and returning, returning, returning as part of this turning point. It's been a long, slow process for me. And I'm grateful that I've had the persistence and the patience to keep returning and, and the growth in humility. So protection and care. So this is a place that it took me a long time to understand. And there is a certain aspect of just faith that there is protection and care. And now the steps will direct me towards how to act as if so that I will grow in that knowledge of protection and care and be able to give it back. So um, complete abandon, to me that means doing the rest of the steps. I can always do more, you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist, recovering procrastinator. I can always do more, but it means just continuing through the steps one day at a time. And it means doing it with other people too. I, uh, I'm in a process, a year-long process of going through the steps with many other people. And um, it's so enriching. Just the way we're going through one paragraph at a time now, it really helps my mind to be going slowly through this beautiful process. So that's all I have. Wishing you all a, a wonderful day. Thanks, Shenzhen P. Barbara E. Can you guys hear me? Barbara E., are you there? Oh, now I can hear you. I couldn't hear you before. Thank you so much. You are a true heroine. I don't know how you do it. 
Uh, would you please time me because I didn't hear you, so I didn't set my timer. Uh, this book gives us a lot of suggestions, but don't be fooled, my friends. To me, at least, they are must. So far in this chapter, we've been told that we must give ourselves completely, not half-heartedly, to this program. And the second paragraph in this chapter says we have to go to any length, which to me means every length. And paragraph three says there's no easier or softer way. I had to let go of my old ideas and be fearless and honest from the start. I could not use the excuse, the lie, that I could do it on my own or that God, if there was one, could help me with this problem. And paragraph four today says our disease is too powerful for us alone, but there is a power source that can save us, but we must accept it with complete abandon. Well, what did I have to lose? Let's see, fear of regaining my weight yet again, my emotional impoverishment, my anxiety, my resentments, my fears, my harms. And I was told if I was truly ready and made the decision to give this power a chance, I was really ready to learn what I had to do to be released from my self-imposed prison of compulsive overeating. And believe me, I was and always will be a compulsive overeater whose life was totally unmanageable. But I could be saved if I opened my heart to this power who'd walk with me and guide me through the high points and low points of life. Why would I hesitate? I may be powerless over food, but I am not powerless over doing the footwork. It started with honesty and then hope and then led me to the faith that my personal God would be my beacon, my north star, and by working these steps, I would be given the sanity, the power and strength that I didn't have when I was doing it on my own. It didn't happen to me, not by me. I'm sorry, it did happen to me, not by me, and not on my timeline. But when my tired power thought I was ready, and I now know an inner peace and neutrality around food that I never thought I could have. I really did find strength and joy in loving and living beyond my wildest dreams. Mosaics are made from broken pieces, and we may be all broken pieces, but we're all works of art. Have a blessed Friday. Thank you so much for timing me. Thank you, Barbara E. And I just want to say, I think I might have been unable to be heard earlier. So if you didn't hear me thank Tenzin P, thank you also to Tenzin P. And Erin K, it's your turn. Can I be heard? Yes, I hear you, Erin. This is actually Sharon K. Oh, I got the name wrong. Sharon Kay. Thank you. That's fine. Um, thank you for your service. And I am 
so grateful to be back on the line again. I've been having trouble calling in from Canada, so it's just so nice to hear everybody this morning. Um, I did not believe that half of it measures availed us nothing for a long, long time. And that's because when I came into program, I would work this first nine steps with my sponsor and I would get, my life would get better. And where it got better, sometimes lost it for a while. So this relationship was way better than had been a problem before, or this fear tended to be gone. And so for a long time, I fooled myself that half measures worked because I didn't work 10 and 11, 12 very hard. And I was going in and out of the food, but I kept thinking it didn't matter that much because half of measures is getting me half. Well, the truth was it was getting me nothing because although one resentment or one relationship was improved or one fear was gone, I was still living in fear on an ongoing basis. The specifics might have improved, but on an ongoing basis, I was just absolutely living in fear and trepidation and had nothing of the freedom that you get when you put down the food and you do the whole thing, all 12 steps. Thank you for listening. That'll do it, Sharon Kay. Thank you. That means there's a couple more minutes for someone else. Does anyone else want to share? Leah, Leah S. Leah S., the floor is yours. You'll close us out. And today, thank you very much, Linda. I think Leah will finish and you'll be next hour. Go ahead, Leah. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Thank you, everyone. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. Half measures. I love the analogy. I'm a little bit pregnant. Either you are or you're not. We stood at the turning point. How much is enough enough? Enough is enough. And what is going to do to say that's it, period? So the next, this, this is in the wisdom in the book. We asked his protection with care and complete abandon. It's true. It's very, very difficult. And that is why we need his protection and care with complete abandon. That means giving yourself entirely, giving all your pain and all your frustrations and all your insecurities, just give it over. Give yourself because we have tried it. We have tried. Believe me, this this disease is so cunning and so devious that it can creep up on you. And without his care and abandon, my abandon to his care, I don't know if I can do it. And thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Leah S. And we are at 7.55 Eastern Time, Linda, so you'll hopefully stay on and share next hour. Um, Thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The share ID number for this meeting, Friday, October 4th, somebody's unmuted, uh, Friday, October 4th, 2019, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 13,480. That's 13480.
<clears throat> please join us for a second unrecorded hour immediately following close uh, hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Janice P.M. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Oh, certainly, Rebecca. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.